Thank you for listening to The New Norm. I'm Frank Caramano. So, we could do a lot this week in regards to uh, just more or less going over the Philadelphia Eagles, right? And I thought about it like this. How do you really determine where the Eagles stand in the NFC East, right? Because, again, you know, if you listen to all these offseason shows, you have to be careful because, like, you'd swear Washington is, like, the best team in the NFL. You'd swear Dallas is the best team in the NFL. You would swear New York is the best team in the NFL. And listen, like I've said, and I'm going to keep saying it, the NFC East is going to be much better this year. It's not like this division isn't entirely winnable. It is. Like, I get it. If you listen to, you know, expert A or expert B and expert C, and they're going to tell you that, you know, Dallas has an unbelievable offense. It's an all-pro offense. Okay. And, you know, the counterpoint is that all-pro offense they had last year was, what, 1-4 to start the season with Dak Prescott? Could have been 0-5 or 1-3 and and could have been 0-4 regardless? I'm just saying. I mean, I get it. They have holes on their defense. They have a new scheme coming in. Not it, Listen, you can't just sit here and say Dallas is going to be a considerably better team. I mean, I think they're improved because I think Prescott is a really good quarterback. And I think their second-year players are going to grow a little bit. Doesn't mean that that means they're going to win 10 games. They could be 500. Well, as close to 500 as you can be with a 17-game season. Washington. Oh, Washington. Their defense is elite. And I even talked about it last week. I I told everybody the improvements that these teams have made and how they could be better. Doesn't mean Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to come in here and light this league up. He's on his 74th team. Right? Taylor Henneke, because he had a great playoff game. That doesn't mean that Taylor Henneke's some great quarterback. He could just be what you call a flash in the pan. And offensively, really, like I said, they got Terry McLaurin, who I who I really, really like. You know, but Curtis Samuel, okay. I mean, they got some good running backs if they stay healthy. Their offense line's eh. New York, Barkley's back, but he was hurt last year. You know, their wide receivers are loaded. Okay, Galladay had injury problems last season. Evan Ingram has not lived up. Their offensive line, yes, they've tried to address their offense line. Doesn't mean by throwing and throwing and throwing all these darts they're throwing at it means they're going to be uh, significantly improved. And Daniel Jones is a huge question mark. And their defense overachieved. A lot of people would say, myself included last year, they were really good. That doesn't mean they're going to be really good again this year. They could come back a little bit. These are all possibilities, and I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the Eagles just don't stack up because these teams are all so loaded. So what I wanted to do to identify this, how do you win in, like in the NFL? You have to have great players. So let's just drop it down to the NFC East, and I heard this idea on another show, and I'm going to kind of run with it. Let's go with the idea of who are the best players if you were going to build an all-NFC East team. Who would be the starting lineup? right? And okay, let's just start right at the top. Let's go offense first and let's start at quarterback. Out of the four starting quarterbacks in the NFC East, who would you pick? Personally, I love Jalen Hurts. And I think Jalen Hurts is going to prove that he could be the answer to this question. But I mean, being fair and objective, you're going to probably take Dak Prescott, right? 
Okay, so there's one for the Cowboys. What about a running back? This is, to me, a toss-up. Uh, I mean, is it Ezekiel Elliott? Or is it Saquon Barkley? And don't tell I'm not saying that Miles Sanders or even Antonio Gibson can't be involved, especially Sanders, but we'd be you know fooling ourselves if we didn't sit here and say that Barkley and Elliott are the two possibly best running backs in the entire league. But Elliott last year, I don't know what happened to him. Looked like he wasn't interested in playing football, but I heard he's in better shape. You always hear that. And Barkley's coming off a severe leg injury. You know, I, I, if you said to me, who, who would I pick to be safe, I'd go with, I would go Elliott, but I know Barkley's the best running back, so I'll go Barkley. Okay, what about wide receiver? Who are your three wide receivers, right? Well, I would put Terry McLaurin on there. I think he's got game-changing abilities. Then, which Cowboy receiver do you go with? Do you go with Cooper, or do you go with Lamb? Do you go with Galladay? You know, do you, do you go with Sterling Shepard, right? Personally, I, it's tough because Galladay, like I said, coming off an injury, but Kenny Galladay is really good. He is. I, I'm going to go... Man, that's so tough. And again, I'm just doing this really like... I would say Cooper. Even over CeeDee Lamb and even over Kenny Galladay. And you'll say, well, why don't you put them as the third receiver? Because guess what? The third receiver on my team is going to be Devontae Smith. And I know he hasn't played a game yet. And how can I say that? But I'm telling you this. Devontae Smith was the... He had the greatest collegiate wide receiver season of all time last year. This guy won the Heisman Trophy. He was the best player at Alabama, a team that won the national championship. Please, don't tell me Devontae Smith don't got the goods. He's got the goods. Because the last guy who lit the SEC up went number one overall, Joe Burrow. And guess what? I think we could all agree that Joe Burrow is going to be really, really good as a quarterback in the NFL. And I'm guaranteeing you this. Devontae Smith is going to light the NFL up. I got Devontae Smith. So there's the first eagle, right? Well, tight end, guess what? You got Eagle 2. It's Dallas Goddard. There's no way. You're not going to convince me that Evan Ingram or Logan Thomas or Blake Derwin, they're not not better than Dallas Goddard. Hell, Zach Ertz might be the second best tight end right now because he's still technically a part of the roster. So the Eagles win a tight end. They have the best tight end. Now offense line. Here you go. Right? This is where we make our money. And I, oh, they're getting older. Well, it doesn't matter about it. I don't care about anybody's age right now. I care about what I think they are as a player Going into this season, I'd still take Tyron Smith as the left tackle. I would put Lane Johnson head and shoulders above everybody else at the right tackle. Brandon Brooks as the guard. Zach Martin as your other guard. And I'd still put Kelsey there. And I know Kelsey had his problems snapping the damn football last year. But I just know as an overall player, in terms of getting in the right positions and leading and setting up your offense line and being the leader that he is, I'd take Kelsey still. There's three Eagles right there. So right there in the offense, right? And you could argue the Devontae Smith one, but regardless, you have four offensive players that are starting out of the 11. Guess what? If that equivalates, what, four out of 11, that's better than one-third. There's four teams in the division. So right there, you're seeing that. And again, I get it. The the difference between, let's just say, Isaac Ciamalo and somebody's guard. Yes, I get it. There could be bigger differences. Like, I know Devontae Smith is our only receiver, right? Jalen Rager's a huge question mark. I like Greg Ward. He's got sure hands. I think Travis Fulgham has a lot of potential. Would you sit here and say that, you know, Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton are more sure things? Of course. Would you say CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup? Yes, overall units, for sure. For sure. 
the Eagles would probably be fourth, right? Because you'd still say McLaurin and Samuel, you know what I mean? And they had some guys over there that could, that showed that they could play Sims for for Washington. But I I just look at I think Devontae Smith is going to be really good at football, and I believe in the abilities of Travis Fulgham. I listen. I listen to people about Jalen Rager. They're trying to tell me that Jalen Rager is ready to explode. Okay, cool, because he needs to. He's a first round pick, and Greg Ward catches everything thrown his way. I like it. Is it? What, what I would sit here and say an elite wide receiver's core? Of course not. But if Devontae Smith becomes an elite player, it elevates all those guys around him. That's no doubt. So really, when you look at the units, really, okay, so maybe the Eagles would come last in wide receivers. I don't think they have the worst quarterback in the division. I don't think they have the worst running back in the division. Definitely overall unit, not anywhere close. They have one of the best overall units in the division. Tight ends, they absolutely have the head and shoulders, the best tight end unit. And according to my, what I have on the offense line, they have the best offense line, right? Because I, I don't think Mylotta or Dillard are going to be that you know, a precipitous a fall at left tackle either. And like I said, if CML is your weakest guard, uh, lineman, then you're probably doing pretty good. Plus, the, the, the depth they have with Landon Dickerson, trust me, Landon Dickerson is going to be on that all NFC East team starting next year, guaranteed. So if you said to me, where would you rank the importance? Offensive line and quarterback are one, two, right? I'd say quarterback one, offensive line two. Well, the Eagles have a really good offensive line, and I think they have a really good quarterback. Okay, so then let's go to the defensive side, right? What about the defense? What presents on the defensive side of the football? Okay, so your ends, right? You'd have Chase Young locked in. Then the other end could be either Sweat, Graham, or Lawrence, right? Biasly in the ends I ranked the a couple weeks ago, I had... Brandon Graham because he's Mr. Reliable. Okay. But again, you could argue Demarcus Lawrence. You could argue Randy Gregory. You could argue Montez Sweat. What about a D-tackle? Well, Fletcher Cox, you ain't arguing him out. He is in. So who's with him? Is it Deron Payne? Is it Jonathan Allen? Is it, you know, Williams from New York? Is it, um... No, that would... (laughs) That would probably be it. That would be the guys you're arguing. Maybe Javon Hargrave for the Eagles. I'd put Williams from New York. But right there, the Eagles have the potential for two linemen. Absolutely one. What about linebackers, right? Well, I mean, overall-wise, Dallas has the best linebacker unit in the league. Maybe. I mean, really, they have the potential to be. You have Micah Parsons, who's going to probably end up being really good. You have Jalen Smith. They have Leighton Van Der Esch, if he could stay on the field. But, you know, then again, Washington has a really good linebacker unit. Holcomb, Bostic, and, and uh, the kid they drafted from Kentucky, Davis. I mean, New York has a good one. I mean, like, I'm just saying, do the Eagles have that? Okay, no. So, okay, they probably wouldn't fall on the linebacker side of it. Even though I'm telling you, I have Singleton being one of the two best linebackers in this division come the end of the year. I'm I'm telling you, Alex Singleton, sleep on him. Oh, he's not going to be a starter? Wilson's the only starter. Okay, we'll see. What about a corner? Okay, Bradbury's really good. But Darius Slay, what, you think he forgot how to play football? Oh, he had a tough year last year. Sure, okay. Now Washington has another guy, William Jackson, who they acquired free agency in free agency. I'm sorry, and uh, yeah, he's really good too. Okay. Safeties, Cameron Curl for Washington, sure. Then you could argue Peppers. You could argue Logan Ryan. You could argue you know Anthony Harris with the Eagles. Rodney McLeod. If Rodney McLeod bounces back. Rodney McLeod absolutely could be that spot. They're not 
that far away. Now, I will say where they are far away, and that's kicker. They're absolutely fourth there because Geek Elliott is still our kicker. He is still the kicker of this team, and he is horrific. So, yeah, they don't have anywhere close to the best kicker, and we definitely don't know what we have at punter because guess what? That is a question mark. So, sure, special teams maybe. The two most important parts of your special teams, right, your kickers are questions, but I'm just telling you this. When you stack it up like that, you literally look at, okay, who would be the best? They're not that far off. Joe Banner in 2016, I do remember this, and it was brought up on a show I listened to today, about how he thought that the Eagles had the best, like like a Super Bowl-like contending roster in 2016. That was the year that we started at corner, you know, what, Leotis, was McKelvin starting that year? I believe he was. But, I mean, we were terrible at corner. We were terrible at wide receiver. That was Doriel Green Beckham. That was Nelson Aguilar when he couldn't play. I mean, they, they had some weak, weak parts there. Running backs weren't too strong. We won the Super Bowl the next year. All I'm saying is this. If Jalen Hurts can play at an elite level, the Eagles could be an elite team. They really can. I'm telling you that. I get it. If they get decimated with injuries, yes, we could find every excuse in the book. But I'm telling you this. If this team stays healthy and the quarterback plays to a level that I believe he has the potential to find. I mean, he's, he's you know, you saw his pull the other day in the weight room of 602. I mean, that's, or 620, I'm sorry, with ease. He's strong as a, as a, like, the guy is literally one of the strongest guys at his position in the NFL, no doubt. Jalen Hurts can run people over. His legs are tree trunks. I believe in it. Oh, but when you go through the roster, and again, we're going to go through the roster next week because it's a prediction show. We're going to predict who the roster ends up being before the game, uh, first preseason game. And then, obviously, at the end of the preseason, we'll do an addendum and see if there's anybody that has, you know, earned the right to be on the roster. But I'm I'm bullish on the Eagles, and I don't care about it. I don't care about it. You could call me biased, you, you know, whatever you want to say. But I am bullish on the Eagles because I don't think they're as bad as they were last year. I think the guys coming back are a lot better than people are giving them credit for. I really think people are sleeping on Lane Johnson and Brandon Brooks, and that's cool. Go ahead. I like that. I think people are sleeping on Jalen Hurts. I think people are sleeping on Devontae Smith and what he's going to present. I, I Again, oh, he's a rookie. Okay. I think he's the best. He has the potential to be the best receiver the Eagles have drafted since Deshaun Jackson easily. Easily. Hell, he has the potential to be better than Deshaun Jackson. He could be the best receiver the Eagles have ever drafted. Think about that. Oh, but his size. Okay. Now, speaking of this roster, if you didn't see in the news this week, the biggest hole the Eagles probably have on their roster is cornerback too, which I totally agree with. I, I, I don't think there's any way they can go into this season with Michael Jaquette or Craig James or Josiah Scott or, you know, who knows, starting at cornerback too. Zach McPherson. I would like to see them sign Steven Nelson. I feel that they're eventually going to figure that out. But somebody else who I heard his name popped up, they were peeping in on, was Richard Sherman. Well, I could probably safely assure that is Ova. Because Richard Sherman got himself in some trouble the other day. I'm not going to dive into it because, frankly, I didn't really look into it too much because, again, he's not on the Eagles. But, again, I heard his name pop up, and it looks like that name could pop out. So, I mean, you're, you're going to look to see here. It's pretty much Steven Nelson or Bust for the Eagles. I'd be stunned if they go into the regular season with their corners being either Michael Jaquette, Josiah Scott, 
or Zach McPherson or Craig James on the outside. Now, what they are going to do this year is something they couldn't do last year, and it's called joint practices because we're going to have joint practices on August 16th and 17th with the Patriots at the Novacare Complex and August 24th and 25th with the Jets in New York. So my thing with the joint practices, I mean, yeah, whatever, you're going to be playing those teams in the preseason. The Giants are the Giants one. The Jets one is a little more different because it's like, not only are you playing them, obviously, in the preseason, but you're playing them in the regular season, so generally you don't want to kind of be around that team so much. But we don't play them until December, and every NFL team, I think, knows the difference between your team in August and September is exponential due to injuries and you know scheme adjustments and player adjustments and yada, yada, yada. So I, I could see why the Eagles said, okay, screw it, might as well do it. And hey, it's good for us. New coach, new schemes. You know, We have a lot of young players, a lot of people battling for positions Every single bit of practice time will matter. So I am all for us doing these, you know, joint practices because, again, uh, and again, I know the concerns that some players have about joint practices because it's like it's hard to lay off hitting guys that aren't on your team. But listen, we have a lot of battles this year, and every second on that field matters to somebody trying to win a job. I'm all for it especially if we're trying to see who's going to be cornerback two if the Eagles somehow inexplicably don't sign another guy, a veteran, to play cornerback two. Because let me tell you this, if they bring in Steven Nelson, you have a cornerback a, a room of Steven Nelson, Darius Slay, and then Avante Maddox or Josiah Scott, whoever wins the slot corner spot, you feel infinitely better, especially if something was to happen to one of those guys where they missed some time. Now you feel really good about it. Because last year, we saw what happened when Slay had to come out. It was not good. That Arizona game was a nightmare. Now, I said this week I was going to do, you know, top 10 or top 5 kickers, top 5 punters, and top 10 coaches. Well, change of plans. Because I did that roster light up there, you know, another list. I figured, you know what, why not just hold off coaches until next week? Because it is the last week. We got stuff that we could talk about with the Eagles. And, you know, I might as well finish off the last list before we get ourselves into what will be the regular season, right? Or the regular season into training camp. And then, before the season, we'll do a top 10. But I'm not going to do a top 10 before the preseason. I think that's ridiculous. Because, again, the rosters could adjust. I think the only time you should do a top 10 of the teams is after the preseason. So that's what we'll do. We'll do that'll be our finalist, but that won't be then for a couple weeks. But before we do go over the top five kickers and the top five punters, um, I do have a quick word here from Anchor. All right, so we're gonna do top five kickers, top five punters, and we're gonna finish this up with um, a preview of the team. We're gonna go over again just one more time. We're gonna run through the roster. We're gonna go position by position, and like I said, we're just gonna talk about what we can use. Like I said, we already kinda of talked about corner, but we'll go over what I think, essentially, what the Eagles are thinking at at each position. So let's just start here. We'll start, how about this? I said kickers, punters, well, we'll I, I lied. Let's go punters, kickers. So five, guy from the Ravens, Sam Koch. Uh, we're not gonna get in depth on the punters, I'm sorry. Four, uh, again, a guy I really like from the Titans, Brett Kern. Three, this guy might not even be on the team. So this is another thing to notice here. The Rams have two really good punters. They got the dude from, uh, whatchamacallit, what's his face? Um, you know, what time? Well, the, the Bills punter. Um, his name is insanely Bojorkwitz or something like that. And they have Johnny Hecker. Johnny Hecker's still third. I know he didn't have a Johnny Hecker type year. He's the guy who's really good with the fake punts. But um, 
right there, they're not keeping two punters. So don't think the Eagles aren't probably just watching and monitoring that situation. And if, you know, the guy we have here from, you know, the, the Australian rules kicker, rugby guy, whatever, if it doesn't work out, that's where you're going to look for punter because they have two really, really good ones and there's no way they're both keep making the team. So Hecker's still third, but he might be an Eagle. Who knows? Uh, two, let's go with uh, the guy from Seattle, Dickinson. Or Dixon, I'm sorry. Michael Dixon. And the number one guy I think's really good, Tressway. Tressway from Washington, I think, is the best punter in the league. Uh, God, man, he's got a boomer leg. I, I believe he was in camp with the Eagles a couple years ago, too, which makes me even more mad, but whatever. It is what it is. So who are the five best field goal kickers in the NFL? Spoiler, Geek Elliott, 32. Actually, 64. Honestly, really, if you ask me to put Elliott in a real part list, I'd say he's probably about 214th in this country. I think most Division One kickers are better than him. Hell, some Division Two guys have probably got him. I'd even take a couple soccer players who never even kicked a field goal that are probably better than him. So he, he's borderline top 200 in this country right now as a kicker. Uh, so fifth, guy from the Falcons. Great name, too. Young Hoku. He's really good. I like fourth. I got Will Lutz because you know what? And Will Lutz, the thing about Will Lutz, it's crazy, is he never misses kicks, ever, ever misses kicks. And he missed that kick against the Eagles in the in that dome. And I know Will Lutz didn't have the year he had, or um, he planned on having, I guess, last year, and they were getting a little bit concerned with him. I still like Will Lutz. I think he's pretty damn good. Uh, three, how about this guy, three, Jason Sanders for the Dolphins. I think he's really, really good. Uh, two, I, I want to put, you know, people like Harrison Bucker, but, I mean, he had that clutch clutch kick against the Chargers but he missed a lot of extra points last year he missed a lot of easy kicks so two you could put him or Boswell and I mean maybe they're a tie at two Boswell's really good he didn't miss a kick I don't think for the Steelers last year he had a disastrous like two years ago and he recovered so that's why maybe Bucker just had a bad season he recovers but guess what spoiler the best kicker in the NFL he's been the best kicker he's gonna go down as the greatest kicker of all time by a lot it's Justin Tucker uh that'll be his until he decides to retire so there's your best kickers, and there's your best punters. Now let's talk about best players on the Eagles. Quarterback. We know what's going on at quarterback. It's going to be Hurts. It's going to be the Jalen Hurts show. And like I said, I have full belief in Jalen Hurts. What else do we got, right? We have our running back room. Again, this battle is like, again, we're going to preview the roster next week. Essentially, we're going to go over who we think it's coming down to. I mean, really, like I said, the Eagles have five guys battling for four spots at running back. You have Sanders, you have Scott, you have Carrion Johnson, you have Jordan Howard, and you have Kenneth Gainwell. Those are the five for four. We'll figure it out. What about wide receiver? Again, I don't see more, you know, I thought maybe six, but it makes no sense. It's probably going to be five guys. And if it's five guys, who are the five? Because the front four seem like they're pretty much etched in stone, right? Uh, my guesses would be you're not going to see guys that aren't, um, the front four are going to be Smith, Jalen Rager, um, Greg Ward, and Travis Fulgham. So who's going to get that last spot? I mean, like I said, I believe it's Quez Watkins right now, but we'll talk more about that next week. What about at tight end? Is Zach Ertz, the, the, the whole situation with him? I mean, if he's on the roster, he's obviously going to be on the team. But you got Richard Rodgers here. Is it going to be, you know, the kid from uh, Nebraska, the free agent? Is he going to be the next guy? We'll talk about that. Offensive line, like I said, there's 10 guys, 9 spots. Who knows what's going to happen? I don't think there's as many battles there in terms of making the roster, but definitely roster battles to see who's going to play. Then, the end. 
do they keep four DNs and have a guy like Gennard Avery make the linebacker core because he could kind of play a pseudo linebacker rush end? Do you go with – my guess is you're going to probably go with five D tackles because I get it. The kid from USC, Tuiapo, uh, a lot of people like him. Um, Milton Williams ain't going anywhere. You're going to want a veteran behind Hargrave and, and Cox, so it's probably a Ridgeway. So, I mean, it just makes sense that they probably go a little bit more heavy at D tackle. Then linebackers are going to be five, especially when you're only, your base defense is going to be two linebackers. It's going to be Singleton and Wilson starting. So going from there, D- Davion Taylor, he's definitely going to be on this team. Then it's like, okay, what about those, the, the other two guys? Is it Sean, or uh, yeah, is it Sean Bradley? Is because he's really good with special teams or is it TJ Edwards? Is it both? You know, but is it Gennard Avery? Because you want him to have position versatility. What do you do at corner? Okay, you got, you're not going to keep more than five. You kept five last year especially if you feel like one of your safeties could play corner, but this year they can't because that was the thing with Jalen Mills last year. They knew they could slide him over in a pinch, so maybe they do keep six. And safeties, what do you do? I mean, it seems like the five guys you have are probably going to be the five guys that make the teams, especially because Abrams is more here for special teams. So really then your four guys are, you know, Harris, McLeod, Kayvon Wallace, and, you know, Epps, right? That would be my guess. You have guys like Graylon Arnold, Elijah Riley. I guess they could potentially win a spot, but we'll talk about all of this next week when I make my official prediction for who will make this team following training camp, following preseason games, and following joint practices. This is, think about it, we are less than two weeks from training camp. Two weeks. We're finally, we'll be able to talk about what's going on at training camp and who's actually a threat to make this team. I mean, it's going to be fun, finally. Jalen Hurts reports will be out there. I know he's itching at the beat to get out there. This guy wants this, I'm telling you. And I believe in him. So I want everybody to stay safe, stay healthy, stay educated. Go Eagles, go. 